It's the Bethany Shipley Show, and welcome to another episode where I am driving and recording this on my headphones. So in the last, uh, one of the last episodes, and I don't know if it actually got published or not, or if it got edited out, but um, (laughs) I had this super expensive microphone, and unfortunately, one of my children threw it on the floor. Uh, and we had like a, one of those like wooden tile floors, like it looks like wood, but it's actually tile and totally broke it. It was like the, you know, $200 Yeti microphone that made your voice just sound awesome. And so it broke. And then I had like a huge pause on doing the podcast. Number one, because of that. And then number two, because, you know, in April we sold our house and we moved into, hold on, I got to shut my door here. We moved into a camper with the four kids and now we're closing tomorrow on our property that we're buying. My husband's going to redo the over 100 year old farmhouse that's on it. And yeah, we'll hopefully be moving in in the spring. But, um, because of that, I haven't had a place to, you know, record podcasts. I haven't had like alone space very much. I do a lot of my work at coffee shops out and about on the phone, on the drive to and from places. Um, so anyway, it was just, yeah, just one of those things that, uh, I hadn't done. And then I have all this inspiration. And finally I was like, you know what, Bethany, screw being perfect. Don't try to like make it perfect. Just do the thing, like open up your headphones and start talking. And so here we go. This is what I'm doing. So today's topic is burnout. And if you've ever experienced burnout, there's actually like levels of burnout. And if you're not familiar with the levels of burnout, it's like apparently, uh, a very common thing that a lot of people who are really passionate or, you know, do anything at all, um, they experience. And so there are signs of burnout, which is, you know, exhaustion, um, isolation. Um, this one's super interesting. Escape fantasies, irritability, um, frequent, frequent illness. Whoa. So here's how to identify burnout. Number stage one, this is like the honeymoon phase of anything that you're doing. This is, you have job satisfaction. You like what you do. You have, uh, you accept responsibility. You have sustained energy levels. You have um, optimism. You have a commitment to your job. You have a compulsion to prove yourself. You have free flowing creativity. And you have high productivity levels. So that's stage one. That's like the honeymoon phase. So you can even think of it like, you know, in any relationship, that as well. All right. So stage number two is the onset of stress. And this is going to include the inability to focus, irritability, um, reduced sleep quality, lack of social interaction, lower productivity. Um, This is like you could have headaches, changes in appetite. Um, anxiety, a neglect of personal needs. That's stage two. That's the onset of stress. Then we move into stage three, which is where you've got some chronic stress going on. This is persistent tiredness. Um, We're looking at um, procrastination, resentfulness even towards what you're doing, social withdrawal, aggressive behavior, apathy. Um, This, you know, you're looking at more chronic exhaustion, um, a, a cynical attitude, um, decrease in desire, feeling pressured, 
Um, you could be in, you know, increasing some of those stimulants like shopping or even alcohol or drugs. Um, stage four is where you hit burnout. <laughs> Obsession with problems. Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Is it pessimistic or pessimistic? I think it's just pessimistic. Outlook. Physical symptoms. Self-doubt. Social isolation. Chronic headaches. Been there before. Um, chronic GI problems. Neglect of personal needs, escapist activities, behavioral changes. And then when you're in habitual burnout, you're looking at depression, chronic physical fatigue, mental fatigue, uh, sadness. So, what I want, the reason why I wanted to walk through that is because it's a cycle and it's a uh, stages. And so, it doesn't usually happen to someone all at once. Burnout is a situation where you are not in enjoyment of what you're doing for a long time and then your body just finally says I'm not into it don't want to do it and it doesn't matter how lit up you were at one point how passionate you were what you said burnout can happen to anyone and here's my philosophy this is what I believe if you get one thing from this podcast episode I want it to be this it is and this is gonna at first rub you wrong but let me explain because okay when people say I was going to say it's a mindset, but like when people say it's a mindset with no step-by-step instructions on how to get out of that mindset, it makes me so mad. It makes me so frustrated because when you're in that space, someone saying it's your mindset is like, it's like, well, I know it's my mindset, but I don't know how to get out of it. Otherwise I would, there's no answer. And so here, let me, let me back up and share with you my personal experience with burnout and how I was able to fix it to like actually fix my mindset to where it became not burnout anymore. And it got back to that honeymoon phase. So my husband and I have a super interesting relationship around how we grow personally. So when I, when I decided to do network marketing, he quickly realized it was going to change or I should say enhance who I am as a person. And I was going to be on a growth path. If I was going to hit the ranks that I want to hit, my goal ranks, it was going to put me on a growth path that was going to be separate from where I was at right then. I didn't have a vehicle for personal development. I I didn't even have a vehicle. I didn't have a personal development vision. I didn't know what growth would look like. I just thought, okay, we're just doing that. Like up until that point, it was like graduate high school, you know, go to college, have a good job, you know, whatever. I was like on this path. I didn't really realize like inner work or inner growth or stress reduction or mindset or peace, inner peace or spiritual, you know, I just didn't have a framework. And when I was introduced to the network marketing model, it really made me understand like, this is the way, this is the reason. And this is the way. So got on this path, started going to events. And I remember the first event that I went to was convention our company convention young living convention and it was just literally life-changing I walked in this huge room the energy was amazing people all around passionate talking about the young living foundation like the the philanthropy side oh my gosh I saw the heart of the company I fell head over heels in love and I can't, I literally didn't even have money to stay on site at that hotel. Um, and so I was staying with my uncle who lived an hour away from the uh, convention. But I was like, I'm okay with that. I drove back to his house. 
into this lavender room, he called it. He had a purple room he called the lavender room. And I stayed up all night long of sheer excitement designing a business launch course that, you know, was just, it was nothing special, but to me it was special. To me it was, this is going to change the world. This is going to be, and of course I launched it with that kind of attitude and it had great results because of that, not necessarily because of the content in it, but it was just my energy around it was so amazing. I called my husband. I was just in that honeymoon phase. I was like, babe, this is for me. This business is for me. Like, watch me. I'm going to separate from the pack. I'm going to be the person that, you know, comes back year after year and brings more people. And this year it may not seem like I have anything to write home about, but I'm going to do this thing, you know? And he was so excited for me. And that energy of excitement, you know, was just that perfect example of phase one. So he quickly realized, Hey, if I'm going to be on this path with my wife of personal development, I don't have to necessarily do this business, but I need to be going to the events because I need to be in it with her. I need to be doing this. So he started making it a priority as much as possible within the constraints of having young children that need, you know, to be cared for. Sometimes he'll stay home with the kids so that I can go, but we've gone to convention together as a family. We've gone together as a couple. He's come to events with me and it's just been really, really amazing. And, um, so we, we collab on personal growth and, and, and the way that he grows as a person is physical fitness. You know, this is, he uses the journey of health and wellness for his own self to navigate these same waters. And so he signed up for a uh, marathon and while he was training for his marathon, there got to be a point in the training where he was running high miles. And there was a day where it shifted from, I want to go run to I should be running. And it was a day where I was actually sick. I got some weird virus and was sick. And so he had to have the kids all day because I was just in bed, you know, crying. Because <laughs> that's how I do when I'm sick. I'm a total baby. So he was with the kids all day and he didn't get to go run. And um, he was telling himself, I should pack the kids up and go run. Fully not desiring to run at all. And so it was so fascinating because... Um, yeah, so he so he said I should I should go run. Well, the next day he went and ran something like 15 miles on a should basis. I should be running. And when he went to run, uh he got shin splints really bad. This was 3 weeks to race day. 3 weeks to race day and he got shin splints and he said it, so we looked up, you know, the metaphysical sign of shin splints, which if you're not familiar with the metaphysical, basically it's the idea, or you could say the rule that your body breaks down in certain areas under certain stress because of a certain emotion. So why people get, you know, GI issues would be the reason behind their emotion of their stress or why people get shin splints would be the reason behind their emotion. So shin splints, when you looked it up, when I, when we looked it up, it said something along the lines of you're doing something that you don't really want to be doing. You're just doing it because you should be doing it. And he said, yeah, I totally, totally resonate with that. And so he had to reframe his running in his mind from I should be doing this to I want to be doing this. How do you do that? How do you go from I should be doing this to want? Because when you start something new, there's no should. You have no expectations on yourself. You don't know if you're going to be good at it. I remember the first day I played volleyball, I was 15 years old, super athletic, very unskilled. 
I had just some natural athletic ability, uh, but I was very unskilled. I had no idea what to do. And my coach, he said, all right, jump and try to block the ball. Well, you're not supposed to block a serve. You know, somebody serves the ball from the other side of the net. You're not supposed to jump up and block it. But I didn't know that. So I jumped up. I blocked the serve. It just, boom, it was a great block. If it would have been legal, it would have been awesome. And he celebrated me. And even though I did something totally wrong, you know, according to the rule book, I did something totally wrong. He was like, oh my gosh. And he just saw that I had so much potential. And he said, oh my gosh, you're going to be a great volleyball player. And all of a sudden here I was feeling like a total winner in this moment, you know, because I blocked the ball. I'm like, I'm a winner. I'm good at volleyball. I didn't know if I was going to be good at volleyball. And now I'm good at volleyball. And I was in that honeymoon phase of, I am, I like this. I want to do this. I'm going to be good at this. I can see what I'm, I can see how good I am at this, like a discovery, a phase of wonder. And however, you know, four weeks later, I expected of myself not to block the volleyball. Had I done that same exact thing, I would have been really ashamed of myself because I would have just broken the rules of volleyball and and made us lose a point in the game. So it was all based upon my perception of should or want. Do I, should I do this or do I want to do this? And so, so this is a great example because, um, I didn't experience burnout in volleyball, but that was an energy of a starting energy. So, so, so go to fast forward in business, right? And, and in my husband's marathon, he said, when did I let this become more than a game? When did I let this become more than a game? And he realized that when he had set a goal to go from, I'm going to, uh, like, I'm going to run this marathon in under eight minute mile. Um, let's see what I'm capable of. And then he started realizing that he was capable of it. And it was a, and it was, and he was training and it was challenging. It switched from, it switched then from should to, to, I'm sorry, from want to, to should. And same thing had happened in my business. I was shifting from want to, to should. Uh, when I was brand new, had no idea what I was doing realized I was like kind of good at it. I want to do this. Then I created an expectation. If you're writing notes, write this down. I create somewhere along the line. I created an expectation of a certain level of performance. And if I didn't have that level of performance, I wasn't okay. That's when it becomes a should. When I should be a certain rank or I should be a certain, you know, get this many views, or I should be followed by this many people, or I should be at this, you know, place in my bed. That's where it became the problem. Instead of a game. Hey, how many views? Like a game, you don't get burnt out playing games. You don't get burnt out playing fun games. So, so when did it become not fun? When did it become not a game energy and more of a have to energy? If you can get back to playing a game in your business, and this, of course, you know, I'm assuming you have a business, whatever you're, whatever you're burnout on or, or, you know, potentially burnout, whatever it is, when you can get back to it being a game, you have just mastered, you have just mastered the burnout cycle. You will never burn out. And if you can create, uh, what's the word? Um, not barriers, but, um, 
you can create triggers for yourself when you realize that it's no longer a game and get back to that energy. Oh my gosh, you are unstoppable. You are absolutely unstoppable. So here, here's where I'm at. I am back in game mode. And I say back, not, not, not because I want to say that, because it would be more fun to be like, no, I, I'm so consistent. My mindset's 100% always on. <laughs> um, but that's just not the truth. I mean, I, I had like a rough few weeks there where I was like, I don't know, you know. Um, I've done what I can do, you know, moving on. Not, not necessarily like with my business, but like energetically, right? Um, and then I, I had a wake-up call where I was like, no. No, 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 no. This is not who I am. I've put expectations. I've put shoulds. And and here's the kicker. We believe that the only way to motivate ourselves is to have shoulds, to have expectations. Well, if I don't have that on myself, then am I even going to be driven to be successful? Well, you sure will last a lot longer in whatever industry you're in if you're excited about it. You'll outlast the other people who will burn out. You'll outlast the people who quit because they can only do it if they do it perfect. You'll outlast the other people. And not only that, but you're going to have a good time doing it. How many people say, I just want to have business success so I can have personal freedom, so I can have money, so I can, well, why do you want money? So I can like have a nice time. I want to have a nice time. So if the end goal is to have a nice time, to have fun, to have a nice life, whatever it is, to have a free feeling, to be happy, why not just allow yourself to experience that right now? Then you don't have to wait till you hit your goal to have it. Yeah, you'll still be motivated because if you're having fun, then you're still going to do the activities. You don't just not do the activities when you're having fun. You make the activities fun. That's the thing. You make the required activities of you fun. How can you, if do you need to go meet new people, do you need to get in a networking group? How can you make networking fun for yourself? How can you make it a game? Well, I don't know. Maybe you set up a point system for yourself and you're like, my goal is to get 20 points today. And you put in networking as 20 points. And if you do that single thing, you get 20 points. Whereas if you do what you're, you're comfortable with, which is just, you know, typing away on your computer behind the scenes, writing content or, you know, whatever it is, that's your go-to easy thing. That's not moving the needle in your business. It's fine. It's just not massive, right? Whatever it is. You make that lower points. So yeah, you can do that if you want. Or you can go to a networking event and knock it out 20 points. You could have an accountability partner that you enjoy hanging out with. And if you both complete your point system or if you both do what you say you're going to do, you go get a margarita. I don't know. Like just feel it out for yourself and figure out like what works for you to have fun. What makes something fun? My grandma, Judy, she will probably listen to this. Hi, grandma. She's the best. First of all, she's the best. Um, I've both, both my grandmas are the best and grandma Judy, grandma Thompson, her magic, her magic is to make anything fun, anything fun. Um, you grocery shopping fun, uh, weight watchers fun, um, scrabble fun. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, garage sale. Cause we're out of money. Fun. Like literally anything becomes fun with her. And if I can be half of that, how my grandma is, um, I feel like I'm a total success in my life. If I can just be half of the way she is in that way, it's, it's a huge aspiration for me. All right, guys, I got to go.
thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for being around. It's a pleasure to know you and be connected with you. Hey, if you like this episode on burnout, um, will you do me a favor and screenshot it and then post it to your Instagram stories and tag me? Um, maybe even add that little link button and share the link. I think it would be kind of cool to, for me to see, you know, where it lands for you. So, all right. Have a great day. Bye-bye.